0: Coming up this week, off screen. Jumanji welcomes you to the jungle. The Bellas are back in Pitch Perfect Three. Huge, jacked man is the greatest showman. Jessica Chastain plays Molly's game. Christian Bale faces off against hostiles. And Rupert Graves gets native. All this to come and more off screen. This is this is off screen.
1: Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is screen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Offscreen, I'm Van Conner. I am Case Allen. So, Mr. Allen, it's our last regular show before Christmas. There's seasonal tidings to be yeah. tided. You was... know, every time
0: you say, it's Christmas, yeah. Noddy Holden makes more money. Does he? Yeah, so I always imagine. Is that what's keeping him alive? Yeah, that nuts as well. when we did those Nobby's Nuts adverts? Yeah. I yeah, know. he blends them up and then puts them into, like, an IV drip and puts uh, it into his arm. I was thinking he just like did, like, coke, he ground them up. Yeah. Like a rolled up 50. He's know? got a pestle and mortar that's, like, diamond encrusted, And he, like, puts them... Up, yeah. And as he snorts, he's, like, ah, it's Christmas! Yeah. And everyone else is, like... It's April! What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like that line in Daddy's Home 2. That's my favourite song ever. I don't care if it's the middle of August, I will <laughs> listen to that. Um, so, uh, before we get to the news, the reviews, Box Office Top 5 and all the fun to come, because we're going to review films for the next two weeks, effectively. These are films that are out not all this week, but some are out like on New Year's Day. Some are out today, some are, some are out, out next yeah. week. Uh, some are out Boxing Day, some are out January 1st, some are out uh, New Year's Eve for one of them. Uh, so, shall we start
0: That's them? That's pretty rare. Uh, it's pretty really rare, isn't it, New Year's like Eve. Get New Year's Day, really, sold... So, well, it's a really low-level film, to be fair. Just I just, think, just get yeah, out. Get I think out. it's one of those, we need to get this out
1: before the end of the year. When? I don't know, New Year's Eve. Uh, when everyone's out. <laughs> yeah, when everyone's out partying. <laughs> or watching uh, Jules Holland's uh, Hootenanny. Yeah, exactly. Do, yeah. You, do you watch the Hootenanny as well every year? Hootenanny, yeah, I do. I do like the Hootenanny. By the way, I've always wondered this. I, I'm sure the answer is blindingly obvious. I just can't bother to look it up. Do they record that like a week in advance? Yeah. Okay.
0: But that... That was like finding out that Santa isn't real for me I when I found that out. I was like, oh, it kind of is, come isn't on, it? <laughs> yeah. It's like finding out there is no Santa or that there actually is a Kevin Spacey. But uh... yeah, yeah, well, not anymore because now uh, Christopher Plummer will be playing Kevin Spacey, playing yeah. Santa Claus. I mean, I
1: can't wait to yeah. see the remastered edition of, U- of Usual Suspects. That's I would be love him. to see Christopher Plummer in Usual Suspects. <laughs> a verbal kint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to everything, let's talk about uh, some film news. Let's talk about the biggie this week. I understand our boy Tommy Wiseau has got some good news. Finally.
0: Yes, finally. <laughs> it's like 14 years. Yeah, uh, The Room is going to get a US nationwide release, and it's going to be in 600 cinemas. Wow. That is a lot of spoons. That really is. Uh, I don't yeah. know word on whether or not we're getting it yet, though. Which is no, strange. I feel like we will. I think we will. Like an event cinema one night only kind of thing, at least. Well, that's what is in America. That's what it's going to yeah. be. It's mid-January. Oh, yeah. That would so I, I, I could definitely see that. I it's would so go to it now.
1: That's it. Even though we've all been to the screenings like over the years, I think I would go and say I did go to the wide release, because it's, it's that watershed moment. And also, how bonkers is it that Tommy Wiseau has become an inspirational figure as a result of this?
0: But you see that film, and he becomes a genuinely sympathetic character. No, well, I'd imagine that's got to be a part of it. You think the distributors just saw the disaster arts and thought, oh, let's let him have his film. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he, he is crazy still, so, but... <laughs> We're all like enabling it a little bit. We, we are enabling his
1: delusions, but you know what? It's so much fun. Who cares? Yeah. So, should we? Speaking of fun, we've got to get to our first review of the week. And it's one we've both seen. And it's one that's out uh, today when we're recording this, which is the 20th, I believe. It's that's why I watched it today. It's the 20th, isn't it? Today? It is. Okay. Uh, so, Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Or oh, to Manji. Like it should have been called. It should, should have been, shouldn't it? Yeah. Right, and can we get that out of the way early? Because this actually is a sequel to Jumanji. It's not a reboot or a remake. It's absolutely a sequel. There's no way, but it's not a reboot. Qual, we'll say.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say
1: because okay. it, it it spins the mythology a little bit, but it is a straight sequel for all intents and purposes. So, in the other, in other words. Alan Parrish, Robin Williams, that whole storyline, that did totally happen, and this movie now picks up from that ending of the first movie when the board game was on the beach. It was buried in the sand on the beach after thirty years of being, you know, cast adrift. So it is now found by an American teenager in nineteen ninety six who takes it home only to, you know, very quickly realise, well, no one plays board games anymore. Puts it on a shelf and you know neglects it, and of course the game demands to be played. It wants to screw with the lives of children. That's apparently its sentient mission Hmm. so this thing seems to be much
0: much like Roy Moore Yes, much yeah. like
1: Roy Moore, exactly. Um, well, that is an awful joke, and we should never have made it. That is terrible. <laughs> so, like, I regret it. Yeah, <laughs> like Roy Moore, the game turns itself into a video game cartridge in order to attract the attention of the youth of the time. Uh, flash forward to present day, yeah. um, and you get uh, the same game is discovered in a, a school basement during a detention session for four almost breakfast club-like uh, genre, sub-genre miscreants, if you will. They're all like a different clip. Uh, they all start playing the game, and they are sucked into this 16-bit games console. And the idea is that they have become the avatars of the game. So the nerdy kid becomes Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. Dr. Smolder Bravestone, who literally lives up to his name in every possible regard, in that he can lift enormous stones, and he can smolder with the best of them. Uh, the vain Instagram-obsessed girl, the Snapchatter, she becomes...
0: Uh, An ash- over- overweight middle-aged man. Exactly how she puts yes, yeah.
1: it. I must love that old guy. But... <laughs> Jack Black, um, the enormous, towering football hero, becomes Kevin Hart, uh, aka the most powerless one of the bunch. A man so so inefficient he can be taken out by cake. And uh, the awkward, the awkward teenage girl who's just trying to sort of find, you know, uncomfortable in her own skin, gets trapped in the body of Ruby Roundhouse, who's played by Karen Gillan, and is the quintessential hot panted little vest-wearing, ass-kicking archaeologist type. Is she?
0: She, she doesn't really say what she does. She's just she's like a karate expert. Yeah, she's just a badass. She's good at trick. fighting. Yeah, That's it. Here's a clip. Where's the rest of me? Fridge?
1: Yeah, am Fridge. Who are you? It's me, Spencer. Who is she? Martha?
2: Why am I wearing half a shirt and short shorts in the jungle? I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we'd become the avatars we chose. So that means... Bethany? Oh, Wait, Bethany. Don't look at it! <gasps> no! I'm an overweight, middle-aged man. Well, I don't have my clarinet, and all I see around here is pollen. Well, I don't have a top two
0: feet of my body. I,
1: I think this is, it's fair to say, this is better than literally everyone expected it to be. Like, yeah. you, you,
0: you could it's never really have expected it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, even the, the garish, silly title makes sense, eventually. Uh, I still don't love the title, but I like to perform a lot. I don't, so. and it takes away from the uh, the British title for the rundown, doesn't it? Because yeah, it, it does. Yeah, and it uses that song in the film, and I feel like that is the only reason why we decided to use the title. Like, they pretty, pretty yeah. got the rights to the song, and it was so expensive. I like let's just do that. We've got to use the title as yeah. <laughs> well. Um, so Dwayne Johnson poking fun at himself
1: again. He's proven he's very good at this in something like Central Intelligence. Uh, this obviously reunites him with Kevin Hart from Central Intelligence, and the dynamic seems to be about the same. It does seem to be the wild-eyed, adventurous type, and Kevin Hart is the, you know, the whiny sidekick. And that works, that about, works. Yeah, it works about as well as it did in Central Intelligence, and it worked a lot there. Uh, Jack Black, we were saying this uh, before we started recording, so Jack Black, actually very enjoyable in this. You sound surprised. And, and I shouldn't be, because Jack Black works brilliantly in the supporting capacity. It's only in his lead roles. I don't particularly find him that charming.
0: No, I think that's new... Yeah, maybe. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's comedy. Comedy is subjective. That's
1: very true. But he benefits from really sharp writing here, which takes mm. what could have been a potentially quite offensive character and actually injects it with real yes, heart. there's and... a real good line to it. Yeah, there's some pathos to it, in a way. Yeah, it, it I works. feel
0: like there is to uh, all four of uh, leads, which is great. And let's talk about
1: the breakout one of those. Let's talk about Karen Gillan. Let's talk about Reese Darby. <laughs> yeah, Reese Darby. <laughs> I love Reese Darby <laughs> in anything. When Reese Darby turns out... <laughs> It's Jubanji walk welcoming you to the jungle. It's welcome to the jungle. You know, I love Reece Darby, um, but Karen Gillan—what a little breakout star she's turning out to be! I mean, I don't know if it's called a breakout star. I, this is because no one knows it's her in Guardians of the Galaxy. Surely,
0: like a mainstream no, thing. So. I, I would think so. Yeah.
1: Are they looking at that carriage yeah. and saying, "Oh, it's Amy Pond"?
0: Yeah, but, <laughs> but also that's why I don't see her as a breakout. I feel like in America, you may view more as being a breakout. It, well, kind of what count I mean, yeah. But because obviously she was Pond. Well, yeah. Well still see her as Pond.
1: Well, this is, this is a <laughs> genuine sort of movie star chance we're, we're kind of giving her in this one. And it works. There, there's a lot of fun to be had with her version of the ass-kicking femme fatale. I love the idea that her very outfit becomes this brilliant meta joke. Like, even she thinks, why am I wearing This is
0: ridiculous. Yeah, like, but that, they, they did say that when we released the first images, and the internet was like, why? Have you why noticed just the like internet
1: that? then forgotten? has recently picked it back up? Well, um, oh, that's internet's always annoyed about something which we're going to talk about later. Oh, yes, we need to talk about that later as well. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun with it. I think Jake Kasden brings some decent flair to it all. I think uh, it's very easy to get sucked into the... Just a bunch of people on holiday in Hawaii, like having a filming gig.
0: Yeah, but then again, this <laughs> isn't an
1: Adam Sandler film. So this isn't no
0: exactly. <laughs> about when it's Adam Sandler. Um, I think it's
1: a lot of fun. I think if you can see it on the biggest, loudest, funniest screen you can, then absolutely do. I personally wouldn't mind seeing
0: this in 4DX. I like to see it in a fun screen. Yeah. I mean, it's got like like Bounds, balloons everywhere. Well. Yeah, I can't have people walk around on their hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to talk
0: about circuses later, don't oh, worry. Yeah, Oh, we,
1: um, we are. Uh, so no, do definitely see it. I don't think it's as instantly iconic as the original was, but it was never going to be. Mm-hmm. I, but I think what it is though is astonishingly fun for what is for what can so easily be written off as a cash in sequel, mm-hmm. a cheap and cheerful let's just whip out an old brand for you know for the for the dollar value. Mm-hmm. In spite of all that, it is a lot of fun, it's absolutely worth saying. I don't know whether or not they'll ever make a third one. I don't know, does it become an app after this, do you think?
0: That's that's the only place <laughs> where it could go, I guess. <laughs> the game shrinks itself down to an application voucher code or something that yeah. you could on your phone? Either that or when, like... Holograms? Holograms, like, yeah. Entirely possible. All of the jungle comes to wherever they set the film. Yeah,
1: exactly that, in cyberspace. Jumanji comes to cyberspace, that's the third one. No, that's
0: <laughs> what happens in the next Fast and Furious. <laughs>
1: I feel like going to cyberspace is the future of that franchise, but uh, no. Say win for me. I think you enjoyed it as well. I'm guessing. Uh, well, yeah. There we <laughs> are. then. So, Jumanji, welcome to high, the Jungle. High praise. High praise. <laughs> it's out. It's out now. If you're listening to this on presumably Friday, uh, it's out now. Go and see it. You'll have fun. It's one for the whole family. I think it's mm. it's a 12A, isn't it? It's a 12A or PG. Yeah,
0: it'll be 12A. But
1: it's either a 12A or a PG. But it's it's um, a lot of fun. Definitely for the whole family. Definitely check it out. So, po- plug the podcast real quick. Uh, yes. We have uh, a podcast edition which is longer, fatter, more stuffed, uh, packed full of chewy, cinematic, newsy goodness, and a moment of cage, and usually some more reviews, but not this week's when we try and fit them all in the actual show. Uh, but yeah, go on, Acast, iTunes, Deezer, you know, uh, 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 Tune-in, isn't it?
0: I've said
1: Tune-in. Let's pretend that you did. Let's pretend that I did. Okay, so there's a podcast. Uh, get it. With the latest film news and reviews, this is off screen the on-screen radio show. (laughs) And we're back. So, Mr. Allen, should we try the impossible? Do you want to do some rapid-fire reviews? Should we do some
0: rapid-fire like three reviews? Yeah, well, we tried... How many did we do last week? We did six last week, but we only had a minute per one. So we'll have a little bit longer for these three, but we're going to go now. Now. Hostiles
1: Okay, Hostiles Latest film from Scott Cooper Who I keep calling Scott Derrickson Different Scott Very different Scott There is more than one Scott And Scotty doesn't know But um, (laughs) Exactly So uh, Scott Cooper Who directed Into the Furnace I believe And uh, Black Mass And Crazy Heart uh, Crazy Heart as well, and he's been, more, been a writer, actually, on a few more than I actually think he has, I tend to think of him as a writer-director. Mm. but Okay, so this is, the, uh, this is the story all about how uh, the American West got turned all upside down. Um, so it's basically after the... Uh, I know. It's, it's after the genocide of the Native Americans. You know, you have the American colonials who are basically at, the, at war with these people, whose land they have invaded. And what you've got is... It's, it's basically the plot of 16 Blocks. You remember that, with Bruce Willis and Moe's death? I love Mustafa. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I do remember that. So it's that movie as a western, right? So you have Christian Bale, who's old, grizzled, you know, Indian killer, as he sort of uh, self-proclaims, you know, master master of murder and mayhem, who is tasked with, against his wishes, escorting a captured Indian chief who's being released and escorting him back to his reservation on the other side of the country. Here's a clip.
2: Corporal, ready for the journey, sir. Yes, sir. Lieutenant, Captain. I want to say what an honor it is to be chosen by you, sir. I'll give you everything I'm made of you can sleep on while you're here. Private! Pardon, monsieur, mais, euh, Capitaine, mais euh, um, a, a question before we depart on our journey. Mm. As a new arrival to Fort Berenger, and quite frankly, with someone with less than ideal experience, c'est pas pourquoi, I don't. I don't I'm just I'm curious why, why you choose me. I didn't choose you,
1: he did. This is one of those that's cartoonier than you would hope it is, uh, but it's still actually got some gravitas and some good old fashioned, you know, Hollywood, uh, gristle to it. It feels like something Kurt Russell would have done in the early 90s around his tombstone, kind of. Was it Tombstone he was in? No, why, it was Kevin Costner, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Um... What? Kurt, Russell, Kurt, Russell Kurt Tombstone. Russell's Tombstone.
1: Yeah. Ken Costner's Wyatt Earp. Yes. That's the one. That I do get too confused. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so um, Rosamund Pike is a young woman who they encounter along the way, whose family have all been murdered, and she's naturally quite traumatised. Uh, you've got uh, a squad that consists of, of all people, Rory Cochrane is in there as well, which is weird, the little dude mm. from Empire Records. Like, really? I like that film. I was like going him, really.
0: back. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: we've missed we've missed Rex Manning this year, though. Um, we've also got uh, we've also got Stephen Lang as their their, their commander in chief, which
0: is uh, Meth Damon. Have you said Meth Damon? Uh, Meth Damon, of course. Yep. Um, just Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons, Plemons yeah. yeah. Uh, Mister Cancer Dunst. yes. Yeah. And uh, West Studi as uh,
1: as the, uh, the 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 chief, who of course his journey is journey central to the, the plot. Um, and first of all, it's amazing that West Studi is is still at this because he's the guy. Is he Who I think he is. I'm going to show you a picture of him. you like, oh, my God, it's that guy from That Thing. Isn't think. it? Yeah, I was that, that, thinking that that of that from Mr. Men. Yes, yeah. yes, he is. Was he The Sphinx? The Sphinx. The Sphinx, yes. God, what a great film. But you look at this guy's body of work. It's interesting, actually, that he's in Last of the Last Mohicans of the yeah. because it's very much something along those lines. You look at this film and you think, this has been created for Oscar purposes. This has been created to cash in you know, on the Dancers with Wolves kind of idea. Dancers with Wolves, Last of the Mohicans, something like that. And as a companion piece to them, it's frothier than it needs to be, but it's pretty
0: mm. good. It's actually not bad. Directorially, it's spectacular. Yeah, he's in Los Malhegans, he's in Dance with Wolves. Yeah. Is he? So he's yeah. the token guy for all these movies. He's in Avatar, which is essentially Dancing the Walls in space. <laughs>
1: um, it's not perfect. Uh, the storyline involving Rosamund Pike is really all over the... Like, they can't be bothered with it half the time. They give her a perspective early on, then deny her a perspective during scenes in which her presence is quite essential. Okay. Having se- and, and her performance is a little bit trite. It's a little bit overwrought. However, Christian Bale... What can you say? It's Christian Bale in a western. How well do you think that one's working out? Does he mumble? He does some mumbling and he does some swearing and he does some That's spitting awesome. and Amazing. he does, he does some violence with the best of them. He's terrific. You, you, it's one of those films that just reminds you how easily Christian Bale can disappear into a character yeah. and you think, why are you not Batman anymore? But Mm. uh, over to you, Affleck Um, But yeah (laughs) Which one? (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Uh, I I quite liked it Um, I think I'll watch it again when it hits home platform I'd be intrigued to see how it stacks up on a smaller screen Um, Not perfect, but really good Natives Natives which is a very small this has been dumped out on New Year's Eve a uh, very small scale British science fiction film and it stars Rupert Graves from do you, do you know Sherlock you know the, the 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 Stephen Moffat Sherlock.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh he's Inspector Lestrade. Yes he is. On that. Yeah. Uh so he's uh, it, it's it presents itself as a sort of an equilibrium kind of a thing but a lot cheaper and a lot more uh, mm, you know, a less eventful we shall say a lot more talkier um ellie kendrick plays the female lead um they are uh, they're two scientists who come from a different world who are on this expedition they're the only two that are awake on this ship and they are on an expedition to locate the source of a transmission which uh well they don't really make much much of a, much in the way of bones about it is coming from earth so it, they're kind of an emotionally closed-off people. Um, it's very much a film that wants to set its own rules. Think of the way Equilibrium did that quite early on. You know, we have this, this other world. We have our rules. This is how we build a story within those rules. This is a movie that does that but never remembers to tell you the rules. And you kind of just sit through the entire thing, which clocks in at only 86 minutes, and you think, I, I can't believe that wasn't four hours because it it really felt like four hours. Mm. The script is awful, and as such, none of the actors have anything really to do in it. It's shot on a very, I want to say, slapped-together VHS level of of sort of production. It's very much like a director video thing you would have gotten in the mid-'80s if you had all the money in the world. It's that sort of film, that that sort of science fiction film, that kind of confirms why non-science fiction fans mock (laughs) science fiction films. Right. It was, oh, this is boring nonsense in space. This literally is boring nonsense in space. There's no clips for it. Go figure. And it's being dumped out on New Year's Eve. And you're coming to think that really does feel like that fate was very yeah, much known in determined. advance.
0: Uh, can I just interject with something far more uh, interesting? Go for it. Um, I've just uh, checked my emails. Yeah. And uh, since receiving an email from your good self about half an hour ago, yeah, I have now got 5,000 emails in my inbox. Really? Yeah. But I just feel like that's a momentous occasion. <laughs> and thank you for being number five thousand. I am number five thousand. Yeah.
1: Thank you. I hope you can change my name on your phone to Mr Five Thousand. On which note
0: Glee free. <laughs> Pitch Perfect.
1: It's funny you mentioned that because it is worth noting the first Pitch Perfect movie did come at, at the, oh, yeah, height of, the, the heights of yeah, the height yeah. of Glee's popularity, and then by the time Pitch Perfect two came out, there was no Glee, so all the Glee fans went to Pitch Perfect two to try and recapture the glory, and that turned it into an overnight success. And then the Austin Powers trap happened, and now this franchise has its very own gold member. So welcome to Pitch Perfect three, in which they're all out of college. The Bella, the Barden Bellas, I think, as they're called, the the acapella group. They're all out of college. Life isn't quite as much fun as they thought it would be. Although Anna Kendrick seems to have the coolest job in the world, but seems to want to be all millennial and whiny about it. Um, and then they get the chance to get back together and join the USO tour, which they do. Sure. yeah. And they go on to like four bases around the world to perform for the troops. They're one of four groups and they're mocked by the other three and DJ Khaled in this really excruciating, overblown cameo thing that he has. Um, The film has literally no plot, as we are constantly reminded when they keep saying, there's always a contest. Oh, look, there's a contest. Let's win the contest. You're like, wow. There's also this weird subplot in which uh, John Lithgow turns up as Fat Amy's dad. Yeah, so John Lithgow is playing Australian. Mm-hmm. And he's this master con artist with a who may be trying for redemption or may have a scheme of his own. And the problem is, the film opens in meteores with this spy spoof style action sequence involving Fat Amy, so you can kind of figure out where that storyline's gonna go. Here's a clip: "To the most amazing group of women I have ever known, hey! I
0: would do anything." To sing with you guys again. Wait, 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 wait. I'm having a crazy idea. Okay, I've mentioned that my dad is in the army and like basically killed Osama bin Laden, right? Some new information in that sentence, but okay. Well what I mean is he's kind of a big deal in the army, and every year the USO puts on this performance to entertain and support the troops. And this year, DJ Khaled is hosting. He's got like a gazillion hit songs, and
1: he's
2: super famous. I saw him on a tax commercial. (laughs) What if I could get us an invite? To sing? No! To run military dark ops.
0: Yes, of course, to sing!
1: (laughs) It's not very good, Case. It's not very good at all. And it's it's not well, funny. I was and... see it, so no, to so no. the wrong person. <laughs> it's a movie. It's weird to me because, like, the first movie I got that, and it was about this, you know, be don't be ashamed of who you are storyline. Mm. And then you got to the sequel, which was very much this uh, facing the rest of your life story. Um, Elizabeth Banks directed the second one, but yeah, and, and believe me, Elizabeth Banks's work directing the second one looks so amazing when you see the televisual garbage they've put out for the third one, which comes to us from the director of Step Up All. Uh, Trish C, I think her name is. Apparently it's the same writer as the first two. It's Kay Cannon again. And it's just not funny. It doesn't quite get going. There's, There's minor chuckles and some engaging song numbers. But, you know, you could basically skip this movie, buy the soundtrack, and get more out of it. The storyline with Fat Amy and her father is just ludicrous. That character, Fat Amy, has just gone to the point of that's beyond <coughs> parody now. Um, Anna Kendrick's whinier than she's ever been. There's a faint attempt to give Brittany Snow something of a subplot. And there's one of the characters who's a, a, a blonde character. I can't remember her name, but her dad is in the military. There's this whole frequently mentioned subplot about her trying to win her dad's affection. And they never do anything with it. They just have a scene over the end credits in which some Z-list actor shows up in a military uniform and it's like one line of dialogue. You're like, really? That's the level we're working with. Oh, okay. The only thing I took away from this film, other than I had wasted 80-something minutes, because they've not even squeezed a full 90 out of this. This is the third in a trilogy. And what? Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna make the fourth in the trilogy. We're gonna make
1: fourth in the trilogy, and it's quite evident that what they would mm. like to happen is this becomes something of a minor hit, and they can run with the fourth in the trilogy starring mm. Haley Steinfeld.
0: But she's got her um, own thing going on anyway, hasn't she? Well, she she, she does the music. She does, does damn music. She's you know. been releasing songs and whatnot, and um, yeah, it's very true. I can't wait to see uh, True Grit too. True Grit. <laughs> True Grit. Yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Oh, True
1: Gritier. Uh, well, there's that. I mean, would Matt Damon get that work now, do you think? The beak.
0: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, like I, film. I like that film. The film really
1: good. I haven't seen it in many years. Brilliant. But I tell you what, I'll rewatch uh, True Grit long before I ever see Pitch Perfect 3 again. But uh, alas, we shall return with Mother. With
0: the latest film news and reviews, this is off screen.
1: Screen radio show, and we're back. So, Mr. Allen, shall we uh, take on the top five for the last time this year? Yes. Number five, Justice League. Justice League, which Justice League, nothing else. Um, uh, it's not very good. Uh, just, just, do you know what that's it it's not very good number four wonder is very good yeah I liked it a lot I <laughs> liked it a lot and I think we both shared the experience of having all no no feelings left in us they had all been expelled from our uh, They'd all been felt. psyches and yeah, all the feelings had been felt that day not a feeling was yeah. left
0: I like Owen Wilson's nose <laughs> So, uh, good job, Wilson parents. <laughs> I, I,
1: I really liked everything about it. I love Jacob Tremblay in the lead. I think he's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's really good. Um, and I, I like the actress who plays uh, his older sister as well. I think she's someone to actually keep an eye on. She's uh, clearly meant for bigger things. Um, and Julia Roberts in a really minor role for her. Like I was, yeah. that was surprising to me. I, but yes, she does good things with. It. Yeah, she does really good things with a really minor role, and it's surprising for a star of that caliber to be that lower scale in something like this. Number three, Daddy's Home Two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> which is not the worst film currently in UK cinemas to star John Lithgow. That's the good news. That's good. That, that yeah. is that. So I, I, I bet like John Lithgow is okay I think he's fine with that I think he's fine I think he's been compensated handsomely Yeah, but uh, yeah you'll laugh you'll basically laugh and you'll enjoy the Christmas song you'll laugh
0: Mel Gibson will get paid (laughs) that's
1: basically it though but just remember for every time you laugh Mel Gibson is getting paid for telling young boys to slap girls on the ass and call them sweetheart
0: yeah every time he does a film like this uh, a a rookie female cop decides to just leave the force because what's the point (laughs) oh my god (laughs) number two Paddington (laughs) 2. Paddington 2. Which I loved. I love Paddington 2 so much. Oh, by the way, Paddington, the
1: first one, is on film floor this Christmas
0: oh really it, it, it's, oh, happening.
1: it's finally happening Paddington is officially becoming part of British Christmas life yeah it's absolutely going to form. be a Christmas
0: film isn't it's it it's going to be that, that box set's just going to be a thing yeah, it's one of the songs where like it's not about Christmas Christmas it, it doesn't factor into it does it's it? set at Christmas oh is it set at it's set at remember. Christmas because of all the snow and London well I um, guess just because of that it's just because yeah, of the, yeah it's a snowy Christmas it it's, it's wintery and feels festive and yeah. feels warm when uh, but it, it. does in both counts like, even Paddington 2 there's something weirdly Christmassy
1: about Paddington 2 and i and obviously, they know that because
0: yeah. Like if we do uh, do another one, I don't want it to be released in summer. I feel don't like it should no. always be released this time of year.
1: No, Christmas belongs to Star Wars and Paddington. Number one.
0: Speaking of. Star Wars, The
1: Last Jedi. I understand you have some beef, but we'll, we'll discuss your beef in elaborate detail. you also have beef. I, I do have beef. Um, right, okay, I'm just going to go with this one straight off the bat. This is, this, is the, this is my response to its reception from fans, which is, when The Force Awakens came out, you people tore it to pieces for being too similar to what had come before. Now The Last Jedi has come out and does something daring and bold and different with the franchise, and you people are annoyed about that. So... Here's a genuine question from myself and Case, I think. And, uh, and we'd like to know, what do you people want? What, <laughs> what is it? What do you want, Lindsay? <laughs> you know, what can we possibly offer
0: you from this franchise that's going to make you happy? But, yeah, yeah, nothing, evidently. Nothing. And it's really good. We have Last Jedi so yeah, good. Yeah. But, I mean, people saying that it's bold and different. And, yes, it takes unexpected turns, but, like, I I feel like it's not that different. No, I I feel like it it is as different. Like th- there is no jet ski chase. <laughs> there is there's there's not like a twenty minute sequence where Luke's just like making some popcorn on his island. No, there's nothing that weird that. like that. No, I mean there's I mean, no like seven-sealed-style bloody scene on a beach where someone's playing chess with death. I really would have done, done that.
1: You know, I would have gotten the holographic chessboard from the Millennium Falcon. And they'd like I would on see the beach. That.
2: that. Just, yeah, just, just as a it. single shot. Just yeah. as a
1: single shot. That would have been amazing and such a reference. Um, but yeah. it's not that film. It's not predictable and it's not obvious. No. And every time you think they should zig, they zag. Yeah. And every time you
0: think they should stop and you know stop yeah. and hide, they run and fight. Well, pe- I love pe- that. People take an umbrage with um, taking unexpected turns because apparently it is expected for them to take unexpected Expected turns the same of they're doing it just for the sake of it. How dare you be what so you predictable want? as to be predictable? What do you want? Oh, I know, and don't get me wrong, it's not a perfect movie, but
2: it's damn good not at
0: all. And it's not the best Star Wars film, no. but it's definitely top tier. Yes, I mean, it's top three, yeah. Easy. And okay. here's the thing. And he's by an amazing filmmaker. I know. (laughs) He's done amazing films Let's play
1: devil's advocate, though, and say, yes, there are things that don't quite work in it. Yes, reshoots probably should have taken Carrie Fisher out of the picture rather permanently in in that case. Uh, Yes, the casino sequence is a little bit out of step. Yes, the chase sequence looks like something from Harold and Kumar's first movie. And... Yeah, there's a moment involving the Force that probably should never have been put in a film. But. I'm not offended by it. (laughs) I know you're not offended by it. So, this is the thing. It is no different to the Star Wars series than
0: Skyfall was to the Bond series. And all that. And that's not different. It's evolutionary. And I like that. Yeah. It's also merely just be. It it said The Last Jedi is. It's a film about letting go of the past and embracing the future for people that cannot let go of and come I know. In the past future. Our culture is too steeped in nostalgia, and, and yeah. that's it. And this
1: nostalgia and fanboyism, sometimes you have to... In fact, do you know who said it best? Christopher Nolan with The Dark Knight Rises. Look, sometimes structures just become shackles. Look at this.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Do you know what? Jumanji uh, Walks of the Jungle was pretty good with that. It, it had nostalgic elements, but yes. like, this didn't need to be... A Jumanji film, really. <laughs> no, like didn't. it could have just been like an amazing like jungle adventure quest film. Yes, could have been. Um, yeah. And that's what it isn't, it just so happens that it is tied to Jumanji and I mean yeah.
1: I will say this, I mean this has my favourite ending to any Star Wars movie since Empire. I mean, without going into details, but since the closing shot of Empire Strikes, Darth
0: takes off his helmet and it's <laughs> cheery. <laughs> yeah. Exactly
1: that. But yeah, this has my favorite bold move. Yeah, really. Yeah. But and also, I love the Porgs. I'm sorry, I don't care. if You hate them. I love them. So I don't think I don't think there's
0: too many Porgs. I don't think the pogs don't don't take over. Eventually. No, they don't offend me. They're better than Ewoks. So yeah,
1: yeah. You know that's that. Well, you
0: know. Most uh, most plagues. <laughs> most of the yeah. ten plagues were than Ewoks. <laughs> eight out of ten of the ten plagues. Were than Ewoks. <laughs> eight out of ten plagues. Can't be wrong. <laughs> That's only because the ninth plague
1: was Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about something fun then. Can we talk about the greatest showman?
0: Yes, the greatest
1: okay. Jackman. The, the great Jackman. You great literally Jackman. call this the great Jackman. Okay, so this is one of those that you sort of think, how has no one made this movie before? It is P.T. Barnum the musical. So it is the story of how P.T. Barnum went from being, you know, a, a, a downtrodden, you know, kid in the gutter to being uh, you know, often basically fending for himself; uh, his parents incarcerated, to becoming um, an you know, a shipping like an accountant in a shipping firm that then goes under, to then decided to pursue his dreams of making and make good on his his promise to his wife Michelle Williams of giving her, you know, the grand life, the life in the limelight, and he sets up the P.T. Barnum is it Museum of Eccentricities or something, uh, which is made out of you. know, Know, strange dead exhibits, as, as his kids call it, and they say, "Well, why can't you, you know, do something that's alive?" You know, your, your museum needs to be alive. So he takes this, as as, the, as one does, um, as his calling to go and track down what, what at the time are just called the freaks of the world, the eccentricities, the unusual people. And so he basically forms the circus. And one of the film's sort of more unspoken elements is P.T. Barnum restructures the use of the word circus from meaning mess to meaning, you know, the big top, the circus. Like that. I mean, he even literally yeah. has the creation of the big top in there. Along the way, he uh, teams up with a young, wealthy actor played by Zac Efron, who it seems is now really nearing the completion of his training to be this generation's Rob Lowe.
0: And um, he, Physically, he is, isn't he? Are you saying that because I've said that to you a while ago and you were only just bringing it up? Yeah. Yes, I am. Good. I am,
1: I am giving you that credit, and also, I'm pledging to you that if Rob Lowe and Zac Efron ever team up for a
0: father-son movie... Well, no, like, in between Zac Efron and Rob Lowe, you've got Jared Leto. So you Do you yeah, think? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. It goes, yeah, Rob Lowe and Ben Stamos. How or is, maybe the other way around. How is no one making this family the, film? Yeah, well, no, it's not that. It's the fact that they're all the same man, just in different periods of his <laughs> life. <laughs> That's it. Time has fractured and we've just got him wandering through. That's what it is. Um, So, yeah, we have a clip.
1: You say it could just be called the great Jackman, the greatest jackman um it's a lot of fun it's bright colorful it's dizzying at times you find yourself wondering how baz Luhrmann didn't direct this and put it in 3d there's a woman with a beard there's a woman with a beard um who can really sing and i'm not sure i, I mean i presume it's a fake beard I, I, would, uh, I, I think I was yeah. I think I
0: saw a picture of a lady.
1: Mm. Um, you've got uh, you've got you know a great cast in there. Michelle Williams, uh, Zendaya, uh, your lady Miss Ferguson is in there as well, of course. And weirdly, they've they've dubbed over her singing, incidentally, with with someone else. Interesting. Um, it's really eccentric and fun, and it knows that it's it knows that it's not a great you know thematically deep film. It knows it is very much. 105-minute good time at the pictures. It's an experience that you would actually compare to going to the circus. And I can't think of anything more fitting for it. I mean, it's like a first-time director, isn't it? Michael, uh, Michael Gracie.
0: Yeah. He's a visual effects guy. Yes. And you'd see the film, you think, okay. He, he, he got this job because he got an advert gig years ago, like six, hmm. seven years ago, um, because he he's an Australian man yeah. from Australia. Yeah. As is Hugh Jackman, <laughs> he's an Australian man from Australia. Yeah, I was actually quoting like I was quoting a <laughs> Hugh Jackman uh, Oscar speech where <laughs> I am an Australian from Australia. I never saw that. No, yeah, he says I'm an Australian man from Australia who's <laughs> so been in a film called Australia. That's very true. Yes, yeah. no, yeah, that's what, you know what, what he says in his in his opening monologue. But uh, no, this guy um, he got the got the gig because the casting person thought that he knew Hugh Jackman because Hugh Jackman is also from from Australia. Oh. So it was like D- do you want to know Hugh and he was like yes i do and he just lied and got away because he's australian <laughs>
1: So it's like kind of thing. oh, you're British too, you must know each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you, you know the Queen? Yes.
1: I, yeah, I do, yeah. Really? That kind of thing. But that is weirdly racist, but uh, yeah, because you, you wouldn't do
0: that to any yeah, other person. Yeah, but in, in, the, in, this, in this day and age. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is fun, and don't get me wrong, it's it's frivolous and flimsy. Like, you, you're not going to carry away any great depth from this. But like I said to you, your, your dear wife, who I know is uh, you know a, a driving force of the fandom behind uh, Moulin Rouge, Will absolutely adore this. I mean, that fandom doesn't need her help, but yeah, she's got that. But she's willing to help them anyway, and that's important. <laughs> I've just but, seen some news. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk, we'll talk. Um, but no, I think Cassie will enjoy this. I think you'll have a good time <laughs> with it as well. And Yes, I'm sure I, I will. I just want to point out before we finish as well, the first national press show of 2017, do you know what it was? What was it? It was La La Land. Uh, the last know. national press show of 2017 was the greatest show.
0: <laughs> and this one was being like built on from the from, from the, the lyricists, lyricists of yeah. Have you never see that. That is and it's really strange yeah.
1: that in a culture where we seem to have given up on musicals, we literally began and ended this year with one. And yeah with the latest film news and reviews. This is off screen.
0: The on-screen radio show. All right, we're back Mr On you had some film news what do you got for me? Just when you thought that Star Wars is going to be anything that makes you angry oh, and no. really, really annoyed. No one's died. It's okay. All right. Okay. All all right. okay. On. <clears throat> right. Have you heard about this Meryl Streep thing? Meryl Streep thing? No, go on. Yeah. Okay. So there's been, in the last couple of days, um, there's been a big fight between Meryl Streep, uh, Rose McGowan, and Amber Tamblyn. What is the common thread there? Uh, Meryl Streep, Amber Tamlin and sexual assault? Well, Harvey Weinstein. Okay, right, absolutely. Yes. And uh, Mel Street made some comments the other day, but the comments were along the lines of not like every actor, actress, and director who made films that he distributed knew that anything was going on. Yeah. And I guess there were so many people involved. I guess that might be the case. I mean, yeah, statistically, it would have to be true, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> like if you know a person just on like a business capacity, and you don't see them outside or whatever, you just. That could be the case. Um, Lots of people have taken umbrage with that, and now in LA there are loads of posters oh, being put no. up with pictures of Mel Streep, and like her eyes have been like—is <gasps> that thing where they scored her eyes out kind of thing? Yeah, and he oh, just says so she, she she knew like where her eyes are. Wow! It's, I'll I'll show you. I mean, this is great podcast. This is, this is, great, podcasting. It's this great, is yeah. great radio. That's terrible. Yeah, that's awful. That, that's, that's ridiculous. ridiculous. No. But like, uh, I think we should all just, as a people, just have of have like have a, have a week away from the internet. I think we do. I,
1: yeah. I really we think, need that. Like, there are some days we think you just want the world to be completely silent for like seven days. Yeah. Like, can we all just 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 be silent for seven days over Christmas? Do over Christmas? Yeah. Because there is enough on telly to keep us busy. Yeah. You know, there's
0: know, films and things. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just yeah. Let's, let's just see. One's probably showing Shrek or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure. Are you know. when you're having your Christmas dinner? Yeah, Liz, Liz is going to be on the Queen. Yeah. Of... yeah, Jingle All the Way. I'm sure will be on ITV too. Oh, I watched it other day, so I am not watching. it. Yeah. Although I would, I would watch. I'm watching like a punch <laughs> of reindeer in the face every week for the entire year. <laughs> 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 and also, who doesn't want to just be ch- you know chilled and reminded that Sinbad exists? Exactly.
1: That's just a thing, isn't it?
0: one of my students made a really bad joke the other day and I was like okay Sinbad I bet they didn't get that either B- did they they didn't but my uh, sport worker uh, who like helps me with the kids yeah loved it was like Simbad reference well done Sinbad reference, yes. Sinbad reference. Yeah. sick reference brah I get that I get that reference <laughs> do we, do, I love that we were talking
1: about references and referencing two films about yeah. <laughs> to neck referencing two films it's like, about references how to like communicate
0: with most people with uh, references
1: did you love by the way I think I sent you that tweet the other day of uh, uh, The Last Jedi made up of Simpsons. Yes, I did Still, love that.
0: I, I love that Twitter account.
1: Okay. <laughs> that is so good. Okay, final review of the week and effectively the year then. Mm. Uh, and let's go Sorkin. Hang on, let me get my Avon Sorkin plaque out. Let's definitely get that out. I'm, I'm actually going to take a picture of you and we can we'll post that. So, uh, I took, cause we should explain how this came about, um, Case has Aaron Sorkin's name plaque from the press conference for Molly's game. I gave it him last week. So let's let's just lean back and take this. So, uh, give me a good pose, sir. Give me a good pose. That's perfect, and that is absolutely going on our Twitter not, Uh Sorry, I'll pull that up for you now. How rude of me! I feel like I blinked. No, No, you you look studious, and I like that.
0: Much like an Alan Sorkin character. You look very much like... I feel like like uh, Sam Seaborn. No, I feel like Josh Lyman. If (laughs) if I'm a character from West Wing, I'm Josh Lyman. Okay, fair enough. I (laughs) always wanted to be
1: the newsroom character, the the Jeff Daniels character in the newsroom. No, can't remember that character's name now, but... uh, well. You should have made a West Wing reference. <laughs> should, should have, I know. Um, so, it's a, Molly's game, then, which is the directorial debut of Mr Sorkin. Yeah. Is, he's written it. He wasn't intending to direct I think he, he directed, stepped into to direct it at the 11th hour. It is the true story of Molly Bloom, um, who rose through the ranks of being a personal assistant to running her, a card game for her boss. And the idea was, she ran this card game. It had a, a buy-in of something like $10,000. And it, it was in a, like a dive bar in L.A. that has, fam- has spawned some famous musical acts, as we're told at one point. Uh, Jessica Chastain actually narrates the film as Molly Bloom as well and uh, so it's a little, it's non-linear at times, it keeps flashing back to the present and we get her interacting with her lawyer uh, played by Idris Elba who just you know, stepped out to remind us that he's awesome and needs to be in every film. Cause yeah, he Jack-
0: was like, Dark Tower was a one-off, guys. Yeah. It's like, we- Dark Tower we- was we- Yeah, And also, I, I, get, I, I titillated you a
1: little bit with Mountain Between Us, but now I'm back. And he's in Ragnarok. He's, he's in, in Ragnarok as well, yeah. yeah. So we've had at least four this year. Wasn't that... Uh, That's a good year then for me. Wasn't it's that French fun. action film this year that he did with uh, the Game of Thrones game? I feel kid? like that was... Last year. That was last year, that was uh, Bastille Day. Oh, yeah, it was. And he sang the theme song to that. So, yeah. we should never forget that, because you can't get it on download. I've was, tried. Was he,
0: was he in a Disney film this year as well? Because he's become, like, kind of a new Ratzenberg, hasn't he? I have
1: no idea. Was he? Possibly. Uh, was he? No, Zootopia was last year, wasn't it? He
0: was in Zootopia. He was in Finding Dory as well.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Cool. With Dominic West. He, with they Dominic was double, West, double yeah. West yeah. Anyway, so, uh, going back. Because, <laughs> you know, Disney kids love wire references. So, uh, yeah. Um... And in the past, she runs this this card game, she charges $10,000 to buy in. Eventually, her boss tries to sort of screw her out of the job because she's getting too successful and she's getting too liked because of it. So she sets up independent and becomes what the press will eventually uh, dub the poker princess. At the same time, her clients include some of the biggest stars in Hollywood, multi-billionaires, and as she, as she will discover to her detriment, Russian mobsters. We have a clip. One
2: more thing. Yeah. I need your hard drives.
0: Going back how far?
2: What do you mean? Well, I kept my hard drives when I buy a new laptop. You're kidding. No, it had a record of who owed what and spreadsheets no, on the players. It has more than that. Every time you charge your phone by plugging it into the computer, the computer takes a record of all your text messages and emails. My laptop has a record of all text
0: messages and emails received years ago on phones that have been smashed with an aluminum bat?
2: I want to run forensic imaging on your hard drives.
0: Oh, no, thanks anyway, but I'll be destroying those hard drives. Oh, no,
2: you can't do that. They're evidence. Well, I'm going to blow them up. I am literally going to use explosives and scatter the remains in the sea. Except you told me they exist. You're going to have to pretend I didn't tell you. Can't do that. Yes, you can. You were the one who wanted a lawyer that wasn't even a little bit shady. New
0: information has come to light. and Now I see that that was stupid. Molly, there are no hard drives. If you
2: destroy evidence and obstruct justice on top of the charges already brought against you in this case, you will be, I promise, incarcerated.
1: There's a really interesting uh, case of timing with this film where you're just like, wow, this would have lacked a little bit of the impact if you'd released it a year earlier or a year after. should well, we don't know about after, but uh, because... <laughs> the film largely presents Molly Bloom's life as, here is a woman who wants to be something, she wants to be respected for who she is, and every time she tries, a man appears and screws her out of it. And that man takes the form of her for- her first boss, takes the form of a certain Hollywood star who's played here by Michael Sarah. but you don't really have to look very far to find out who that is, because it's somewhat... Common knowledge and also terrifying, um, and yeah, it's the performance by Jessica Chastain, who in reality has this persona of being, you know, quite outspoken on the mm. hashtag Me Too movement, um, that the casting of her works on both the actual narrative level, on the level of actually selling this story, but also giving it that sort of pathos, giving it that that sort of boundary pushing gravitas that you think, okay. Aaron Sorkin really got lucky with this one, because if you were going to make your debut, and by the way, he's
0: actually quite a good director, it turned out. Well, he's worked with some amazing directors, so he's probably picked things up. He did a couple episodes of The West Wing, didn't he? He I didn't think. direct any Did he not whatsoever? direct I don't think. think so. Or
1: was it the news? I feel like he's directed a couple episodes of one of his shows. might have directed the news, I
0: don't think he's directed any of Wing. Hmm.
1: But, uh, no, he's he's definitely got the chops to be the director. Um, by the way, there are no Don, Don Quixote uh, references in this. I've, I've checked. Yeah. I've seen the film twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have checked. There's, he did reference it in person inside of nine minutes. I timed that. Of course yeah. But yeah. Uh, not in this actual film. It's uh, largely a little bit freer than in terms of its dialogue than you usually get from a Sorkin film. There's one monologue that uh, Idris Elba gets afforded in which he basically details the reality of uh, Molly Bloom's situation that feels quintessentially Sorkin. Like, <laughs> that, that. that's him. He woke up there. OK, yeah, I see. Uh, but otherwise, it's a lot more free flow. It's a lot more accessible, I think. It doesn't feel as dense and as... Uh, it doesn't feel like the posh man's Gilmore gills at times. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, great supporting cast, though. Michael Sarah really makes his character actually quite intimidating and, and sinister. And, again, when you look into the reality of that, it's terrifying. But, uh, yeah, I had a really good time with this. There's also a cameo for, who was it, played the chubby dude at Baywatch? Is it John Bass. Kevin Wallace. It's always Kevin Wallace, <laughs> yeah. and we know that. So who was stepping in for Kevin <laughs> John Bass. I think. John Bass. Or John John Bass. Uh, John Bass. A, yeah. Is it Bass?
0: No, it's definitely Bass, oh. but it's
1: spelled Bass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you say that, but uh, the Shandy Company might have a uh, different opinion. So um, no, he's he turns up for a little cameo that's actually quite chucklesome, but I really liked it. I really liked it. I came away from the thought. I don't think this is going to this is going to find much of a mainstream audience. But as a dark horse Oscar contender, it has that sort of almost Aaron y kind of feel to it. It has things in common with Miss Sloane, if you remember that, the, the, like six months ago. Yeah, which obviously she was in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and that that irony is not lost on me. Alas, though, we must pick a film of the film of the week for the last time this year. Let's pick Last Jedi just to annoy people. you. Know what? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Screw you people. Screw you people. Last July's film of the week because it's that
0: good. good. That's what it is. It's that good. <laughs> no, <you laughs> I might look back in five years and, and be uh, wrong and be like, maybe, maybe I liked it for the wrong reasons. Maybe I'm liking it just because so many people are now hating it. It's starful, which, which, which it I feel like be. they're doing anyway. I feel yeah. like they're hating it because a bunch of critics I like it. <sighs> and I don't like being on this side of the fence. It's weird. I know. Well, welcome to welcome to the uh, welcome to the uh, greener pasture. And I, I I never liked you people. At all. <laughs>
1: Yeah. The friends I have introduced you to in the critic circle, <laughs> not the actual critic circle, just a circle of critics. Not yeah, but critics. the actual critic. Well, like the actual membership critic
0: circle. That no, we're not involved with those people. But uh, is it, what is, is Is this like yeah? That's like, a real. That's a real thing. Like like the magic circle. Yeah, critic circle. Like the magician's code, kind of. Yes, stuff. exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it back I need, I need to be there now. <laughs> you need to be there <laughs> I've got a serious fear of missing out <laughs>
1: uh, I, I, now's probably not the time to mention we get We get invited to all their awards exactly. things every. let's go <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in January yeah well, we should go let's do it next month I think Jason Solomon's does a lot of stuff for them But uh, anyway so uh, what is our actual film of the week I'll be honest with you i I got to give it to Jumanji I loved Jumanji yeah it was great and if you want a film of <laughs> next was. week uh, let's say Greatest Showman because I had a lot of fun with it and, and okay. I know you and your wife are going to have the time of your lives, but she is anyway. I will <laughs> like it. Why, why do you think I won't uh, like it? Because I don't think you're susceptible to enjoy a big over-the-top circusy musical. <laughs> I don't place. think I'm susceptible to enjoyments. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you
0: for what, six years? Like that. <laughs> You've never seen me
1: smile. I've known you <laughs> since the... I know, I've known you exactly since The Conjuring was out, so yeah. that's got to be about six years. But, uh, yeah... Oh, well. So yeah, Jumanji, I, um, I think we can go with 2 Manji as being our film of the week, and then Great Showman can be filming next yeah. week. And uh, and then yeah, well, that week's top ten anyway, so. So for the last time this year, then we uh, we gotta say goodbye. So <laughs> in the meanwhile, this has been Caddy's stuff production, but on screen, I've been Van Connor, I've been the greatest showman. And we'll be back next week with the top ten of the year.
0: Just show me the way to get out of here and I'll be on my way. You've been listening to Offscreen.
1: For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. Okay, cut. That's all right.
0: Angela Britton, hmm. or at artist A-Brit, okay. says the following. Yeah. I actually shed a tear of Ryan Johnson's travesty of a film, The Last Jedi. Wow. That, by the way, let's, I'm just going to take a... Pause and just say that I'm going to read these out exactly as they're written. Oh, no, please do. So if it sounds like I can't read, there's why. <laughs> okay. If it sounds like I can't read, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. It's <laughs> so sad to see the legacy treated with such disrespect. I'm sorry, Mark Hamill and Kai Fisher. You deserved more! Exclamation mark, hashtag uh, RIP Kai Fisher. Hashtag Love Mark Hamill. Hashtag Last Jedi Bad. Hashtag Rip Star Wars. Hashtag Last Jedi Awful. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! Nice one. Right, okay. Dude, the Phantom Menace is the worst film of all time. You'll be fine. Ryan Johnson, hold my beer. Hashtag <laughs> Last Jedi awful. Hashtag Star Wars. Hashtag disgraceful. Hashtag Kai should deserve better. Can we can we unpack that one for a second? What this one? Uh, okay, go on. go. on. No, I, I think oh, I know. I, 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 I'm in the episode one uh,
1: thing there. I want to unpack I, that. Go on. Yeah, let's right. go on. Yeah, okay. I I struggle genuinely to to even vaguely contemplate the kind of mind. <laughs> That would to to say that the Last Jedi is worse than Phantom Menace is like saying <laughs> it's 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 just terrible. It's like comparing the Godfather to Justice
0: League. It's what what Do you know what it is. It is how how many years is it? It, it, it was nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine was okay. Was, so this is yeah. eighteen years worth of nostalgic roast into glasses. Yeah. I think we got it's lucky. Absolutely, I, what it is.
1: I think you and I were in our teens when episode one here. You'd have been what
0: about twelve? I was ten. You were ten. Yeah. I was sixteen. Well, as um, I was saying, to someone else when I saw Attack of the Clones and rewatched Phantom Menace before that in preparation for Attack of the Clones. That's when it dawned on that, me. That's
1: when you knew it sucked. I,
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. For me, it was. I think it was the first time I saw it on video. I think it was like,
1: oh, good lord, this sucks. I think before then, I was just I went along with it. I'm like, I'm happy to see a yeah. Star Wars movie. That's when, all.
0: when you were a kid. Um, you are happy to just be watching a film. It's, it's <laughs> the most exciting thing in the world. You're just like, this is great. You could be watching any old tribe. Well, for me, it, it was, was uh, hey,
1: something to kill the month until Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me, comes out. So, Which
0: we, we rewatched really. him, yeah, didn't we? We yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: But. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, that person is wrong and should not, should be taken off to a immediately. Please continue.
0: The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars because it didn't follow any of my preconceived notions about the characters or my assumptions. <laughs> Keyword there being assumptions about the limits of their fictional abilities. Can we go with preconceived notions. All right, yeah, let's 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 look at three things there: preconceived notions, assumptions, yeah. and fictional abilities. <laughs> you m- b***hhead. <laughs> uh, just <laughs>
1: oh my god! I'm done.
0: I, I'm not reading any more of this because I'll just uh, I'll end up throwing my MacBook out of a window, and I need do, my MacBook for work. You so. do think, don't you? You really do think. Like, what
1: what is it actually <laughs> going to take for you people to be happy? What what will really it actually? Is this the world we live in now? Where people just are going to be miserable about things no matter what? I mean, really, this is this is the world we live. In. What the? F- I mean, really? Yeah. Just, it's a movie. Sit and enjoy it and, you know, y- y- you've had good ones. Nobody's forcing you to see this stuff. Yes. This stuff. I mean,
0: yes, I'm still mortified by having sat through Justice League, but... Really? I i mean, you annoy me when you go on your rants about Justice League, but I i get over it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure in about another month, it'll be confined to the waste
1: bin in the back of my mind where Batman Superman lives, or Suicide Squad lives. Exactly,
2: but because, it's, be oh,
0: because it's
1: Star Wars, people will not be able to do it with us. Oh, they'll, this, this will never go away. No, this will fester and it'll get worse. And then we're going to have all the hype when the teaser drops for, you know, Solo, we're going to have... Do you know what, what do you want to bet? That gets teased, teased teased off for being so silly. Oh, definitely. Oh, that'll absolutely... Oh, it's too
0: silly. No. Oh man. Even that or go the other way and be like, oh it's too serious, we should have let like, Lord and Lord, of <laughs> Lord Miller 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 do it. Yeah. But no, I'm sorry, this is this is a thing now. Just accept these works for
1: what they are. I, for one, am really, really glad that there is a Star Wars movie that did something different. You know, after the Empire Strikes Back, one Star Wars movie decided I'm gonna reshuffle the board. And I like that. Reshuffling the board is always a brave thing to do. Like, wouldn't you love it if the DC universe did this? Like, they did a movie and reshuffled the board entirely, and you'd actually respect them for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, alas, Star Wars does it, and uh, the holographic chess pieces are mocked for
0: the result. It is still a Star Wars film. It still feels like a Star Wars yes. film. Yes. Like, there's lightsabers. People, people, people are acting like like comedy was never there in <laughs> Star Wars as well. And But I mean, this this feels like an Avengers film. What, what are you trying to tell me, you scruffy-looking nerf herder? There was never any comedy in Star Wars. Exactly. That, that is a damningly serious insult, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it is not it
1: <laughs> yeah, like, that's 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 a real threatening remark there, yeah, isn't, isn't it? Yeah, looking nerf herder. There was always comedy in Star Wars. Han Solo and Carrie Fisher had the whole Harry and Sally thing going on for a long time. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not a coincidence that she's so, in assen- when Harry assen- met assen- Sally. Essentially, New Hope is a little bit of a rom-com as well. Yeah. Well, New Hope is this bonkers adventure. If you sit and look at that film, this yeah. is the thing. Context, time, it's has, time romance, has It's romantic to a stone in space a little yes. bit. It's just time has absolutely removed context from that film. And we always remember Empires being, I think we remember Empires being a lot darker than it is. Look at the the fun of
0: Lando Calrissian showing up and being like, hey, I'm the chairman sleazebag. But no, Um, you put a character like that in this, and people will rip it. bit I'm glad that Lando's not in this now, because people, think of the comments people say about Lando. I know. (laughs) Why has he gotten old? You're not allowed to get old in (laughs) space. Oh, you've put an old black actor in there just to fill the quota. That's what people say. Oh, let's I know. move on. I know, let's I know, move on. I know, I know.
1: By the way, um, this, I just want to ask you: this is a, a this is a spoiler. This is a thing I was going to ask. Right. So if you've not seen Last Jedi, just stop listening for about fifteen seconds while I ask Case the following: Don't you think it would have been so much better if Captain Phasma had replaced Hux at the end of the movie? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. wouldn't it? Like if she takes the, the the broken helmet off and like takes
0: his place. Mm. Would have been cool because Hux kind of sucks now. And yeah, I, I love Donald Gleeson, but I've never really warmed to Hux. No, he's a, he's a wet fish now in this character. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's you know, a bit of a wet blanket character. And he's slapped with a wet fish too many times. That's what it yeah. is. The old 70s wet kipper across the face comment. But uh, anyway, spoilers over. Um, I liked it. I'm going to see it again.
0: I might go, might go on uh, Friday, actually. I'm going to see it again, and then I'm just going to like... Yeah. Flip people the bird to walk out. By the way, if I go on Friday, I'm going to wear
1: that lovely new T-shirt you got me for Christmas. Oh, cool. The uh, the Okja save the soup picture. That's totally yes. worn. I love that shirt. By the way, When do you find show. that?
0: Uh, the internet. Oh, the interwebs. Yeah, the
1: interwebs. I hear
0: it's uh, it's good for uh, for shopping. now shopping
1: and browbeating films.
0: Apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's two purposes porn is no longer oh, any interest movies is totally it yeah <laughs> well
1: I, personally I like the last you know and if you want to see how bad a sci-fi yeah. movie you can really be go and see Native on New Year's Eve <laughs> if you can find a cinema that's showing it uh, oh yeah there's probably like one in central London I bet you like where it is it's like yeah. one in central London I mean it's it's, it's your opinion man <laughs> Too many references in our dialogue.
2: <laughs> it's Here like it your there. opinion, man.
1: I took my friend Marcus with me to see Native Right to the Pressure. He came with me; it was an evening job, and uh, we, we were both bored out of our minds. We just kind of took it in as best we could for eighty-six minutes. The next day, they sent me the publicist Sent me an email. Like, can we have your thoughts on the film? And I was just like, I kind of just ignored the email because I, like, I don't, I can't find anything mm. nice to say about this film. I, like, I know you can always find something nice, <laughs> but I don't care. I, I just like. It was mercifully timed at 86 minutes? Is that the. It was well lit. (laughs) It was well lit, as was I during the screening. No. So I enjoyed it. Wouldn't that be a nice comment to be able to give for something? I I was lit too. But uh, no. But not lit like what the kids say. Not like lit, not what the kids say. No. That was fire. Pharmaceutically woke. How about (laughs) (laughs) Is that what the the hipsters and the millennials call getting high? Pharmaceutically Pharmaceutically woke. woke. But uh, so, alas, our last film of the year. Anything uh, really quickly you're looking forward to next year? What's uh, What's got your eye? <clears throat> oh man,
0: loads of stuff. Creed 2 too many for things. Things. is Creed 2 next year. Creed 2 is definitely next year. Yeah. Creed 2, obviously, Avengers. Avengers. For uh, uh, I, I'm looking forward to Aquaman. Is that next year? End of next year? Yeah. Okay, well, you know. Yeah, if, if, we, if we talk about the big films we're looking forward to, mm. so like your Blockbusters, yeah, Bay Temples, are, yeah. Avengers, like I said, Black Panther. Yes. above anything. Oh yeah, actually. and
1: also, excuse me, but you sir are forgetting about Mamma Mia too. I mean, come on
0: you I was know. forgetting about it until right like now yeah. You know your ass is getting mind. dragged
1: to the cinema See that? It's, by who? But you married her, man That's I mean. not happening, she <laughs> hates Mamma Mia Does she? I
0: feel like there's a musical Cassie hates there's, there's two, there's Mamma Mia and Grease <gasps> I never knew this why? Why, 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 why what about do you think Greece too? Why do you think I love her? I oh, know she loves Greece too. Oh, she loves Greece too. She hates yeah. Greece one, but she likes Greece two for the reason that like anyone else would like Grease two. Got a shelf Pfeiffer in it. Well, that and because it's terrible. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> songs that like, you can watch and like enjoy whilst it is terrible. Yeah,
1: that's that's got a lot of Geostorm.
0: Yeah, but no Geo. And you know before. he's a he's a cool rider as well. Like, <laughs> 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 But uh, now I'm trying to get yeah, uh, is... Geo, Geo Two. Geostorm Two. So... We need Geostorm
1: Two. Come on, but Took four years to make the last one. Let's get this one out <laughs> quick. quick. <laughs> four years. Sorry, four years to release the last one. Yeah. Let's let's call that spade a spade right there.
0: No, there's loads. I mean, oh, let's let's have a very brief. Oh, Ocean's Eight. Look. We, were try, we were trying to watch the trailer before this. We couldn't get to play. Uh, Ocean's yeah, Eight out next year. Virgin Boy Band. Is that uh, Jennifer Lawrence Red
1: Sparrow movie out next year? Oh, it? Black Widow. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, Black Widow, the movie. Yeah, yeah. that one. Uh, oh, there's another. Mage Runner isn't the next year. It's yeah the 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 Death Pond or <laughs> Death Pond Death Pond the Life Cure something like that Death Some Cure might be Death lines. Cure is it Death Cure? I don't, uh, I don't this one is Death Cure. The last one was
0: uh, Scorch Trials.
1: Probably. Oh, see, I don't even remember. Like, I can't remember what happened in the last movie. It was like right. five years ago.
0: Okay, um, Coco. Oh, Coco. Yeah, Three Billboards. Uh-huh. Uh, Shape of Water. The Post? That'll be next year. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it as much as some of the other Oscar films, but yeah. Definitely, is it because hashtag she knows? Because, yeah, of course. I've, I've seen my has poster. She knew, sorry. <laughs> I've seen a poster, and now I hate everything. Now I hate thing. all your work. Yeah. I hope you choke on your Oscars. Exactly. Yeah. I hope you fall down and you get stabbed by all three of your Oscars. Look <laughs> um, how
1: weirdly specific that is. <laughs> yes.
0: Like, to make that insult, you have to have known <laughs> have to know that she has Oscars three Oscars. Has. Uh Ladybird, I'm looking forward to oh that looks amazing so this is just like start of the year oh oh <laughs> sorry can I can I just Meg Meg I is next, next year, year. Yeah. Stay, Stay
1: for, for sure. this. giant yeah. shark um, I want to point out amazing. Halloween whatever the Halloween reboot is that's next year yes it is we've got that yeah. to look forward have, to well it comes out at
0: Halloween mm-hmm. uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp isn't next year is it yes it is it is July uh, you're looking forward to Pacific Rim Uprising I will see it uh, yeah, <laughs> I am very much looking forward to I'm not to sure it. if I I'm looking forward to a film called Proud Mary Oh, well. with Taraji P. Henson.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just
1: like...
0: I love, yes. I love me. Love me some Taraji P. Henson. Uh, yeah. Ready Player One. Um, mm-hmm. I Love Dogs, which I should have probably said first. You know when you say it, it sounds like you said, I love dogs. I think that's the point of it, though. <laughs> I think that's the point of that title. <laughs> Very true. There's, there's a thing against Wes Anderson that a lot of people think that he hates dogs. Because if you watch all of his films, yeah. dogs often die. Well, that's kind of true, actually. Yes. Yeah, you, you think back and... Like in uh, World Tanner Bombs, a um, dog gets hit by a car. In I hadn't considered that. No, yeah. yeah. In Moon seem... Kingdom, a dog gets shot with like a bow and arrow or a bolt kind of thing. And, and this it's a film all about dogs. That but it's is... called I Love Dogs, which sounds like <laughs> I Love Dogs. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm it? looking forward to Rampage because why the hell wouldn't I? Oh, yeah?
1: yes. Uh, let's see. Oh, the Liam Neeson's got The Commuter out next year. We'll uh, yeah, see about that one. Uh, let's see. Major Deadpool. Can, right, I know this is probably going to suck, but can I just point out how much I love the title of Arctic Justice Thunder Squad? What is that? I need it now. I think <laughs> it's an animated film, to be honest. No. But uh, I thought.
0: Um... Joe, but that's gonna be there. I am curious about um, Alita Battle Angel and I would like it to be good, but we'll see. Not Peter Rabbit with James Corden? Definitely not. <laughs> Although in that trailer there is an amazing gag that I do love. Really? I've not seen yeah. it yet. It's great, it's right at the end. Um they're trying to cross the road, it's like like the middle of the night, yeah, and all the animals were trying to like get across the other side of the road. And uh, there's like there's a car yeah. and a deer just stops in front of a car. <laughs> Because the car's got, like, his headlights on. And he's like, come on, he's like, I can't. It's it's beautiful. (laughs) It's like the uh,
1: Ferdinand last week. There's a prolonged gag in Ferdinand in which the bull literally finds himself in a china shop and has to
0: shimmy his way out of it. Um, Um, Predator. Why did we not say that straight away?
1: You know what what else is ending finally next year? And this is more of a mercy than anything else. The Fifty Shades. shades. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Good poster for that, though. Is it? Yeah, it's quite tongue-in-cheek. Is that Mrs. Grey Will See You Now? No, it's... Oh, yeah, that, that, that was, like, the tease one, but yeah. Viv one is, like, it's, like, Experience for Climax or something. like.
1: Oh, that. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. that that's, that's a bit on the nose. That's on the nose. Yeah, it's, like, with, that's
0: what you use. Yeah, that?
1: along the lines of the 21 Jump Street posters that said the only thing getting blown tonight is their cover. Oh, I love that. Which I thought it was, was fantastic. And Incredibles 2, which I cannot wait for. Oh, you know what else next year? Game Night
0: is next year with uh, Jason Yeah, Bateman. but I don't, I don't know if that's a film someone gets excited for. Okay, Annihilation. Yes. yes. Yes, we get yes, excited about absolutely. that.
1: absolutely. Because we don't have to leave our houses to see that,
0: because Netflix. Yeah, uh, Alex Golan's not excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he may be fun. The Sequelizer. The Sequelizer? Yeah. That that would be a
1: fantastic title incidentally. Yeah. I, I would absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, that movie Alpha is next year. Have you seen this? It's a Sony movie. It looks something like 10,000 BC. Like Man and Wolf. Yeah. Fingers. That looks interesting. They've, they've got the poster up in the Sony office, and they've had it over there for ages. Uh, a wrinkling Time? Yes, session. look forward to it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's, I've just had a trailer through for Gringo.
0: Yes, the scene that's just come online. David Oyelowo, mm. which, intriguing. And uh, Andy Serkis' The Jungle Book, which now is called Mowgli. Is it? Yeah.
1: I was wondering what they were going to retitle it. Tomb Raider next year as well. And you know who's directing that, don't
0: you? The yeah uh Yeah, I don't care. No, like apart right right from right Five Bay was directed by Robert Eggers. I don't care. I, I watched a trailer for it today. It was on in front of Jumanji. Oh, yeah. it's kind of a non-trailer, isn't it? Not, not really excited about. it. There's not really any money shots in it. No, apart from a bit where he says, uh, starting a Academy Award winner." Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can I? Can I just point out though? On the thirtieth of March next year, um, my arch nemesis returns to cinemas. Who's that? Um, <laughs> pure Flicks. Returns to Cinemas. I don't know what it is. Pureflix, if you're not aware, is the Christian film label that famously <sighs> released God's, God's Not, not dead, dead. And God's Not Dead, dead too. 2. And The Case of Christ a couple of months ago as well. Uh, they are releasing the climax of the trilogy. They are releasing God's Not Dead, A Light in Darkness. In which I believe the priest is on trial for something, because there's always going to be a trial. Yeah, in these why movies. not? Yeah. yeah, Always. It is weird to me that that label exists purely to back up its own beliefs. That's that's weird, isn't mm. it? It was yeah, that's just odd. Like no other kind of you don't get <laughs> that anywhere else in the world. But mm. uh, that's so odd to me. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's anything else really quickly. Like Oh, someone's amazing.
0: been casting Shazam. Ooh. Oh yeah. Sorry, Chappaquiddick
1: next year as well. Hm? next year. What is that again? The story of how Teddy Kennedy killed a woman. Yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's not mince words. It's the story of how yeah. Teddy Kennedy killed a woman. <laughs> lest, lest we forget, Teddy Ted Kennedy killed a woman. <laughs> Teddy Kennedy killed a woman. Sorry, yeah. continue. <laughs> uh, I don't know who it is, but someone from The Walking Dead. Cooper Andrews? Cooper Andrews. I stars I as look. Jerry? Nope. No, no. I don't watch The Walking Dead anymore. So, no. well, I haven't so watched anyway. any of this season. I watched like, the first episode. It bored the hell out of me. Yeah, I've I've not heard great things. No, it's not and been. I, good. I, I, mean, I dropped off after season five. And they killed off one of the big characters now. Oh like, uh,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that. But that's yeah, whatever. Yeah.
1: So he's he's joined uh, Shazam. Then you say Shazam, Shazam, which is that's Zach Levi's one, isn't it? Okay. So before we end, I, I, I'd to point out one thing that we missed from our list of films for next year. One film, and I can't believe either of us didn't think of this one. Come on, Jane the movie? Well, first of all, we know that's coming, because... Exactly. You know,
0: the time. Because Kevin Hart has been auditioning for it hard.
1: Clearly, so that's his entire career has been building towards it. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, Super Troopers 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And which, which
1: Super Troopers. Super Troopers, it needs to be, doesn't it? Also, <laughs> we I are think, so good
0: at Doesn't that Lindsay open on
1: 420? That opens on 420, oh, the, genius. Same day, the same day that the Workaholics cast have their movie on Netflix, when it's Die Hard in a Hotel. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. So is going to be fun next year. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, so that's everything we're looking forward to in the first like four months of 2018. <laughs> there's, there's more to come after that, I'm sure. There's a the rest of the year, unless Trump has his way. But uh, yeah, you, know, you look like you really want to add to that. <laughs> I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just got this look on your face like, I'm going to... No. I, I feel like I always get to this point every year, and I, I just have a bit of a why we... Why are we carrying on? Kind of a feeling. <laughs> um, well, we did last year because we knew he was yeah. going to be president last year. So, yeah. well, it was even worse. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. We didn't quite know how bad it was going to be. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, was it worse then? Or is it worse now? Ooh, that's a question. Yeah, that is a good one. Do I listen to pop music because I'm unhappy? Am I unhappy because I listen to pop music? Does that's that a happen?
1: vicious cycle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> on, on which John
1: Kusakian notes, <laughs> here it is your moment of gauge.
2: Look. I know our paltry little two million dollars in sales is about what you spend a year on office supplies. And some regional trucking company account is nothing compared to a multi-billion dollar merger. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to knock the tire business. It's okay, Alan. I get it. I'm in your shoes. I'm thinking exactly the same thing. But here's the deal. Business is business. Wall Street, Main Street. It's all just a bunch of people getting up in the morning trying to figure out how the hell they're going to send their kids to college. It's just people. And I know people. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Take you, for instance, Alan. You have a certain energy about you. It's an active kind of energy. I wouldn't be surprised if you drank about 16 Diet Cokes a day. You're an excellent father, but you feel guilty about the time you spend away from home. You drink bourbon, but you offer your clients' scotch. And your wife decorated this office. <laughs> Certainly seems to have your number. You're a little tougher, Peter. For one thing, you like expensive things. That's easy. You've seen my car. <laughs> okay. You smoke Toyota Monterey's. You're a Scotch man, single malt. Not because it's trendy, but because you've been doing it for the last 40 years and you like to stay with what works. You have two great loves in your life. Your horses and this company. And you're a man who prides himself in finding talent in unusual places. How would you know that? Because I'm here. I'm prepared to do whatever it takes to get this job. I'll start wherever I have to start. I'll park cars if I have to. The biggest part of judging character is knowing yourself, and I know this. I can do this job. I can. Give me a chance, Peter. I won't let you down. Ellen, why don't you show Jack around?